I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney, Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. Man, it's been about three weeks, right? It's been about that long. Hell yeah. My news is I got to see my first NHL game. Oh, shit. How'd it go? It was pretty awesome. Got to see a fight, everything. You know what I mean? Full game. It ended up being a blowout, but it was still still killer. I liked it. And then went to Louisiana, come back, went back to Bourbon Street again. I think the uh, the appeal of Bourbon Street has has war on this dude. But every time I take somebody new down there, they want to see it, you know. But man, it's just, it's just fucking nasty, dude. Yeah, it is. It's just nasty. Did you see titties, or is that just Mardi Gras? Nah, man. It's uh, you could have if you wanted to. You know, there's like four or five strip clubs all the way up and down there. You could see titties if you want, but them. Uh, well, when we went this time, Saturday, yeah, but we went on a Monday this time, so there weren't many titties out, and I was getting called a faggot because I didn't want to go in a strip club and stuff like that. You know, the people are just so goddamn pushy. It's uh, It really takes away from the uh, the appeal of Bourbon Street, how pushy the people are. Pushy but they're just trying how? to make money. As oh, like crowded or come yeah. by my shit or... Yeah, like, like one guy was like, I got passes... To this strip club, and I was like, I passed, man. I don't want to, man. I don't. I'm not into a girl being forced to do something to me. Whether it's strip, that's me. You know, mm-hmm. if if you are, that industry is out there for you. You can go do it. But to me, if I'm in a strip club and I feel like that it's forced for them to give me attention, I don't fucking want it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get I, that. I, I get that. But I understand, guys, that. That don't bother them. But it does me. And that's just the way I am. And I told him, I was like, no, I don't want to go in a strip club. He's like, what, you don't like titties? I was like, <laughs> man, everybody likes titties. And he was like, yeah. well, the gay bar's down that way. Just keep walking, motherfucker. I was like, oh, well, my God. I, was like, I think that dude would have had to take a nap right there on Bourbon well, Street. Well, see, I was just like, well, I am going to keep walking. You know? And, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to jail on Bourbon Street because, you know, a pimp is trying to get me to see some titties. I'd have, I'd have, that's something you, I, you really wouldn't want to fight. I'd have fucking us. played yeah. him off. I'd be like, oh, thank you, sweetheart. I'd be like, huh? <laughs> Is there any dick in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I go to the oh, gate bar, whip yours out right here. And, uh, <laughs> and three weeks, no nicotine. Okay. Yeah. Ah, right. shit now. Yeah, so that's good. What about y'all? What are y'all been into these past? Ah, shit. Working and and being human, I, I've decided, man. Adulting is a fucking full time job that you have to focus on. I understand why people get high every fucking day. I understand why people smoke meth and crack because they're trying to escape the reality of being an adult. Now, granted, there's a lot of shit that comes with that. I'm not trying to get into, but okay, yeah, Brian, I, get I was it. getting ready to say, I get it. You ever out there on the corner <laughs> for some meth? This dude's going to beat your ass. Just let me know. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> see, and I'll say that too. It's good to have friends that will fuck you up. If you <laughs> if you see me out there holding a sign in front of Walmart, get out and just curb stomp my ass. Yeah, I'll come back. going to be out there with a dog. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's all I've been doing past, you know, two, three weeks. Just, just, just being an adult man is just, God damn, it's a full-time job. Oh, we got new intro music. Hell yeah, awesome. awesome music. Yeah, that's Jonah Carden. He did that for us. Yeah. 
what subject y'all want to get into first? You guys want to talk about the uh, the babies in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Little box babies? Oh, that's great. God, my. Sure. You, you, you want to pitch that in? Yeah, okay. So apparently they're, I don't know if it's, if it's in effect in some cities or if it's a concept or what exactly the deal is behind it. But apparently you can go to a mailbox looking thing and it's got a little bassinet in it. And drop a newborn baby off for adoption with no questions asked, no need to fill out nothing. You just drop a kid in the box and you walk away. So, who, how is, how is that regulated and what keeps somebody from dropping somebody else's baby in the box? It's like one of those return slots for VHS taste like bring it back this motherfucker was a turd you can't the bad thing is is you can't rewind that motherfucker they they didn't call you back you didn't rewind it hell yeah and you know what we've seen a picture of these boxes they're a nice size. I wonder if I can fit a toddler or a teenager in these motherfuckers. Because I'd love to give them Yeah, what's that. the age? What's the cover? You fucking yeah, stuff it in there. there. You damn right. Get your punk ass in that box. Is <laughs> 19 too old. <laughs> but, hey, and, and another point was, uh, when you put a baby in this box, is there some type of uh, uh, light flashing or alarm or signal that lets somebody, I guess, in the building know there's a baby in the box? Or is the baby just in there until the motherfucker gets back to work the next day? And, you know, it might be five or six hours in there. Baby just screaming away. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of shit, I think, that goes into that. Is somebody there somebody on the other side that's going to be there 24-7? Yeah, how long, how long I mean, that baby got laid there? Exactly. Yeah. How, how, and then at what level is that not humane? For me, uh, what's the baby eat every two hours? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, I bet you they they want you to drop off babies. I guarantee you, no damn humane society going to be doing that shit. They'd be fist fighting you and be like, "I don't want you, goddamn yeah, dog." dog. <laughs> shit, yeah, but, but well, you know see, what? And then would that open the door for? Uh, okay, so you take away the stigma and the shame from this woman because I'm sure that's probably got a lot to do with what it's about. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that we make? adoptions more attainable for good people in this country or do we still make it this uh and i've been through it this uh big bureaucracy where you got to do all this shit and you got to hire lawyers and i was fortunate enough to have a lawyer that was vested in my oldest son Mm -hmm. and liked him and stuff like that and she just did it for us yeah you know or it would have cost us thousands of money thousands yeah and so there's that side of it too. Or if we're going to make it easier to put babies in the system, are we going to make it easier to vet potential parents? True, true. But you know what? Let's let's hit it this route. If you walk in into Walmart, you walk past my car, and I got a toddler sitting in the car, motherfuckers will gang around your car. Oh my God, we got to get this baby out of the car. But I can put the motherfucker in a safety deposit box and walk the fuck away? Shut up. How much air is in this motherfucker? Is it hot? I mean, are we talking about 100 degrees outside you put the baby in the box? At least I cracked the window for my kid. Shit. And uh, what kind of uh, 
what kind of like number system or whatever it's going to be are we going to have to make sure that kids that get put in the box actually get families? Like, is that going to be kept up with, or what are they doing with these kids? Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> like salt rifle in his face. Like South Park with Christopher Reeves sucking the stem cells out of him. Cracking Hell the yeah. neck, saving. Uh, remember Chappelle show? Elian Gonzalez got picked up in the, in the racial draft. We, <laughs> the Latinos, take Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> and that, that had to be like almost 20 years ago. I wonder what that kid's doing now. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good Google question. That's a good Google question, huh? You were hitting the racial draft on the Chappelle show. He probably oh, holding man. a sign like everybody else in Beckley. Motherfucker out here in Raleigh County selling oranges. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that brings up for me is all this, the pro-choice versus pro-life. And if you're not pro-choice, then you're not pro-women having a life. Yeah. So what I want to talk about about that is, is we have all these avenues for a woman to get out of an unwanted pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And for a man, there's none. It's basically all her. Yeah. If he wants the baby and she doesn't, it doesn't matter. If he doesn't want the baby and she wants it, it don't matter. Don't matter. So when do we, um, and I'm not complaining about being a man or having my kids because I love my kids and I like being a man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep up with everything a woman has to do with their body or anything like that. But all I'm saying is you want all this freedom of choice for a woman even after the baby's born, and for a man, you say, well, the freedom of choice is you shouldn't have had sex. So maybe your freedom of choice as a woman should have been the same. Goddamn right. You shouldn't have had sex. You know, if you expect me to be responsible for my dick where I put it. I expect and you if to I, be responsible for the oven. If I put it in a crazy bitch that I hate and she has a baby, then I'm tied to this bitch for 18 years Based on her choices, how how is that even equal? You know to why it's your fault, men and women? Because the bitch wasn't crazy until you stuck it in her, and that drove her crazy. That's happened to me a couple times, by the way. I think it takes uh, six to nine months for the crazy to come out. So sometimes the crazy is coming out the same time as the kid is. True, true. And sometimes they kill the kid. Oh my god. Or put it in a safety deposit box. Like well, I see, said. Now we have a better option. We can yeah. just we can just get rid of our unwanted kids in the mailbox. Yeah. But on top of that, let's say you this broad decides to give the baby away. All right. What if the dad actually wanted the kid? Could the dad show up to whatever fire station or humane society like, hey, that's my kid? Nah. Nah. See, I mean, that's I, what I'd, I'd want to know what's up with that. What has been put in the box it's cannot be taken back. <laughs> if the, dad the decision shows has up, been made, Brian. If the dad shows up and says, all right, that's my kid, I want it back. So the dad gets the kid back and says, all right, oh, and by the way, that crazy bitch over there is the mom. Are we going to hit her with child support? She gave the kid away. And I want it. And I wanted it. And if it was the opposite way, if she wanted it and I didn't, I would have to pay for the kid. Yeah, damn right, son. So why why doesn't she have to pay for the kid? I think these are all viable issues. All I don't viable. know. I just hate that people are like, like whenever you have, when you talk about something like that, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're a man. You got it so bad. 
And that ain't what I'm saying. I ain't saying that I got it bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that uh, I don't, might not get to do it right now when I want to, but just about everything I've wanted to do, I've got to do in my life. Uh, it's just, if you're going to give somebody the absolute option, one side of the equation, the absolute op- option to get out of the situation, why can't both sides have it? I mean, and, and on, on the downside, if you're going to play devil's advocate, the thing that, that suffers the most out of all of this shit is always the kid. The baby, yeah. Always the kid. But, I mean, if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to give it to one side, give it to both. Or if you're going to hold one side, one side's feet to the fire, shit, hold them both. Sure, you don't have to take care of the kid, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. Bitch, from now until the next 18 years, you better not file a fucking tax return. I want all that shit. You better not work a job. I don't care if you get clean off of meth five years later. Ten years ago, you gave away a fucking kid. All that shit's coming to me. Ain't why it's a kid later on in life going, who's your mom and dad? I don't know. I was born in a box. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking fire chief. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way. uh, Put me in the same cage as a pit bull down at the shelter. Oh, they say my mama named Ginger. <laughs> she purebred. <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, when, when the article we saw, this was happening in Ohio, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, I that, that so, article yeah. said Ohio. Oh, shit. Let, let's just be clear about it. And I don't care who knows it. These motherfuckers in Ohio are crazy. Number one, you can't drive. I fucking hate Ohio. <laughs> Every city in Ohio is trash. And you know what? God. I don't know a whole lot about the state, but someone needs to drive through and fucking just murk bomb Akron. That motherfucker needs to be uh, gone. Yeah, dude. And you go to like the most depressing city known to man, that's Cleveland. I mean, it's... Cleveland, it, yeah. I can see why Nine Inch Nails wrote such horrible music living there when they were younger. I understand it, because I'd have wrote some hateful shit, too. They, they, never, they never see the sun. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Almost went to jail in fucking Akron, man. They, they got a club in Akron called the Blind Pig. Pretty fucking cool. But apparently they, they frown on you pissing on the side of the building. They wouldn't let me go in and use the bathroom, so hey. Fuck them. Yeah. And Cincinnati ain't no better. It's horrible, too. Cincinnati's got Joe Burrow, though. I mean, so shit. I guarantee that motherfucker don't live in Cincinnati. <laughs> I guarantee you don't either. Hell yeah. My house is across the fucking river in Damn Kentucky. Right. Kentucky. <laughs> it's bad when you'd rather live in Kentucky. Yeah. I'm just saying. But nobody's coming to West Virginia, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no shit. But I'll tell you what, that's wrong, though. This past year has been the first time we've ever had more people uh, coming in than we've had leaving. What is this about? Two uh, years in a row, actually. Is it like I heard something about Jim Justice like trying to pay people to come back here? Motherfucker, pay me. I, somebody was telling Jim me Jim Justice it. don't even pay his bills. <laughs> <laughs> don't rely on that That's shit. That's true. That's true. I know that firsthand. He'd probably give you a little general gift card. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him Big Jim sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink his Bob Evans gift card. Big Jim sent me. We'll fuck you up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker, oh, did. motherfucker didn't pay his tab. Big Jim sent you. Tell him we said this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Jim owes everybody money down here. No shit. Gosh. 
they gonna kidnap his baby dog. Baby dog, hell yeah. Man, do you know how funny that would be? <laughs> he he would declare a state of emergency in West Virginia. Somebody holding baby dog yeah. ransom. Oh God. Woo. I bet he owes money to the dog food place. Probably whoever he buys his dog food, he's probably in there. Yeah. I'll pay you next Tuesday. I'll pay you. No the fuck you won't. Just not yet. <laughs> I didn't tell you when. I Oh, what do y'all want to get into now? Now that we've talked about the male babies, and they're going to put up for adoption. I got a point that I, I'd like to bring up. And and if you are a, a male or female out there listening, I want you to really think about this. What is the point? What benefit does any man have to get married? What what, what do you benefit from it? And uh, I think that that goes into what, uh, how men value women and and women value men. Yes. Like the difference between. Yes. So, uh, what marriage used to be was a way to raise a family with just two people. But it's gotten to where it's you, your friends, and a daycare center. Raising the kids. Yeah. Because uh, two people are working. So I think in a lot of ways that we haven't caught up to the way we should value each other. We still value each other in old ways of thinking. Whereas women value men more for what they can provide. Exactly. And uh, women value, or uh, men value women for... uh, you know, uh, looks, uh, loyalty, instead of what they can provide. Whenever I think the providing part of it has gotten a lot closer together than it's ever been. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that fully. I mean, I grew up, it was me and my brother. And because it was me and my brother in the house, my mom made sure she taught us a lot. I mean... We, we, we cleaned at that house. We mopped floors. We cooked at that house. My mom taught us a whole bunch of shit. So when it came time for me to get married, I don't necessarily need you. I want you here. But then I got to thinking, and this is 25 years into a marriage, almost. What the fuck do I benefit this? If I decide to leave, she get half my shit. Uh, we have kids. I'm going to be here and raise the kids anyway. Um, the house? Shit. I got to have somewhere to live anyway. What the fuck benefits me? The only thing right now I feel is legally you are bound to this person. Well, if you, if you try to get out of it now after you have kids as a man, it's not going to go your way, bud. Absolutely not. That's just the simple fact of it. If you have kids, it's not going to go her way, neither. Mm-hmm. By the time you are both done with whatever happens after a divorce, your kids are going to think differently of you Absolutely. and her, and you're both going to be collectively poorer for the experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably, by the end of it, not have a very high opinion of each other, and you have kids together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot that goes into a divorce other than 
I really need to get away from this fucking person. On the alternative, we stay together. I'm still not going to have a very high opinion of this broad. (laughs) But now the kids are in the house looking at, damn, these two fucking people hate each other. Well, if you're going to go in the route, to me, I think that once you have kids, you are pretty well in a situation where you're going to have to wait till the motherfuckers are grown most of the time. If somebody doesn't step out. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you. There's only one of us here at the table that's a goddamn genius and ain't got married, and that's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker got it all sewed up and ain't fill us in on it. Yeah. Well, I like it. Like, I like my situation, and uh, I'm going to like it a lot better when she gets out of school here in um, next month or so. Hell yeah. And, and that's what I was talking about, about the providing level, because I spent... 15 years, 17 years, something like that, doing a job I hated to provide. And then I've got away from that, and now I do a job that I like. But in order for me to stay at that job long term, she's going to have to, you know, we, we'll still live with the job that I have, but mm-hmm. if we want to live like we did when I used to do that other shit, she's going to have to get out and finish school and get a job. So, the providing side of it is coming together in my household, you know, right. after. I don't know, man. It's just really deep subject whenever you think about it that you have to think about a lot more than whether you just like a motherfucker or not. Yeah. Yeah. When I got married, I, I did understand that uh, that it's got to be a partnership. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you do not like this motherfucker. But you're there. And, you, and you're in this to do this together. I get that part. I get that part. And I think uh, some people in some households haven't had that talk, that mature talk, like, look, you got to do this. You got to do your part. I'm going to do my part. I was always told at an early age, every man is as faithful as his options. Now, I've got some of my buddies who, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you. They're pieces of shit. All they do is sit at home. They get high. They got multiple kids, multiple chicks, and the woman they're with stays with them. Well, shit, she gave them that option. I wish I would tell uh, my wife, you know what? For the next week, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to stay here and get fucked up. Oh, the hell you say? See, I've always always hated that analogy, but I understand it at the same time, too. I hated the analogy of a man is as faithful as his options because it's leading you to believe that... uh, if his dick wants it, it's going to happen. Like he doesn't have a conscience or a mind above that thinking. Mm-hmm. And I don't like for people to think of uh, all guys that way. And I will say there is something to it, though, because there's there's a, there's a big difference between, you know, turning down one shot at it or like being Tiger Woods and having to turn down 500 motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, and then... And, and uh, like Ron White said, he Money said, does change those options. He said, he said, listen, if he had 10,000 women offering him sex and he only fucked 60 of them, he's almost godly. <laughs> <laughs> that same man also said, when you've seen one set of titties, you'll want to see them all. <laughs> yeah, it's just. You guys want to take a break for a minute? Yeah. All right, we're recording. 
Okay, so I've seen a TikTok. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. Y'all know this. You know, you guys are victims of my uh, my TikTok sharing. But word, word. I seen one on there where it was a full-grown adult human pitching the idea of having one phone that stays at your house for everybody to use. So by this, I realized that there is full-grown adult people that have never seen a landline now. So I wanted to get into what y'all think about that. Like, how does that affect you, your person, everything about you? Because it affected me in a, in, a, in a way that I was like, holy shit. She thinks she has a revolu- revolutionary idea, and we moved away from that like 20 years ago, 15 well, years ago. Well, it's like I was telling you guys earlier. I think it's going to come to a point where everybody ordered so much shit from Amazon and all these online places and shut down all these brick and mortar stores. Well, what happens when they shut down and you can't go shopping anymore? So you're even more stuck in the house unless you do outside activities and stuff then they might come and there's more room outside for activities yeah just letting you know there's more room for activities and that's important i've always heard that yeah if if you you make some bunk beds if you want something funny to do (laughs) take three teenagers put them in a room start a fire and in the middle of the room give them a rotary phone tell them call 911 they can't figure it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, do you guys know the, okay, I'm not going to go rotary even, but you know the the phones that you hang up and they got the little thing in the middle that you hang up on? You know, if you hit that one time, it's a one, two times, it's a two, all the way up to 10 is a zero. You can call somebody like that. Almost like on a... But that's what rotary phones do is they hit that tone. Yeah. What's, what's that fucking show? Uh, Andy Griffith, where he'll boy pick up the phone and be like, Get me Goober! And she'd go, <laughs> I remember my grandma had a, a rotary thing. My dad's got one in his house. Of course, it's not hooked up right, right now, but he's got one sitting on the table. Man, we had a landline for a little bit through Suddenlink. And that motherfucker never got answered. It rang every now and then, mm-hmm. but nobody answered that shit nobody ever answered. in my house. Yeah, because it wasn't for anybody. Mm-hmm. Because if they wanted me, they're going to call me. If they want my wife, they're going to call my wife. So we didn't even. I got one it right now. It was such now. a waste, man. The only people who call it is motherfuckers I owe money to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, fucking bill collectors, I owe you money. Call this number. Or India trying to get you to fall for a scam or something. Even the motherfuckers who I owe money to. Hi, hello, my name is Tyrone. Bitch, no it ain't. Your name ain't no fucking Tyrone. My name is Bob. I'm coming to collect the money. Like Your yeah. name is not fucking Bob. No. I guarantee it's not Bob. Stop but, your uh, shit, Tyrone. Right now. Bitch, please. Hell yeah. So what else? And that, like the brick and mortar thing you're talking about. Like I've seen a lot of stuff that went away with the internet. Right. That is starting to come back now, mm-hmm. like arcades. Yeah, you can find arcades and all kinds of uh, pretty well any of the cities I go to. If you look up an arcade, you can find one that you could go to and play. And ten or fifteen years ago, you couldn't do that. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with like video gaming. Like 
it took over and arcades shut down. And now, with this recent upset with COVID and Xbox and PlayStation couldn't get consoles out to everybody like they were, you know, they were supposed to do for a video game system launch, that a lot of people just said, fuck it. I mean, I don't. I got a PlayStation 5 sitting in the house collecting dust. See, man, I thought that they think, I think they thought that this COVID thing would make people think the opposite that we are thinking right now. Right? Like, I'm going to go conspiracy theory on you. That's where, that's where, that's where Shane's on. getting ready to go. Come on. So they were like, okay, we're going to, and I ain't saying COVID ain't real because it was real. Yeah, I had but twice. we're gonna we're gonna keep everybody at the house, and let them see that they're okay if they stay at the house. You know, we don't have to go out. We don't have to have all these established businesses. We can set up warehouses and send you your goods. But what it ended up doing was people were like, "Dude, I don't want to be at my fucking house. Mm-hmm. I want to be out. I want to I want to have eye contact with other motherfuckers." Yeah. I want to feel that because there is, no matter what you're doing in your life, I'm going to tell you right now, you can be the most social, butterfly, charismatic motherfucker in the world. If they put you in a room with just you for two years, when you come out, you're fucked up. Yeah. You are, you're fucked up because you don't have that human contact and we need that shit. And I think that they thought that we were ready for it on a level that we're not ready for yet. Like maybe one day we'll have an interface where it does take the place of social interaction, but we're not there yet. Like just talking to your buddies playing Grand Theft Auto or uh, Call of Duty or whatever you do ain't enough. When I I was in school, they actually showed us a study that took place in, I think Holland where uh, people, these women would have babies with no social interaction. The only interaction they had with any human, it was a group of, of nurses that would come in Feed the kid and walk out. Wouldn't say anything. Wouldn't nurture the kid. Nothing. Feed the kid. Change the kid. That's it. And they didn't live more than a year. They actually fucking died. Have you seen the rice experiment? Have you seen that? Mm -mm. Where they take, they boil rice, put it in two different jars. They put hate on one rice jar, love on the other rice jar. And every day you wake up and you talk shit to the hate rice jar and the the, uh, the love rice jar you show it love and you tell it you know positive things and the hate rice jar decomp- will decompose faster than the love shut the fuck yeah that's what I'm saying I gotta see that shit <laughs> I, gotta, I think we should try it I gotta see it I'm gonna try it like, like that that'll give you a, an insight to whether like, love is a real fucking thing, man. I, I'd like to check that out. I would definitely like to see that. Like I said, in two, I've seen it on the fucking internet, so it might be bullshit. It's got to be true. <laughs> well, it could be bullshit. i got teenagers, and it's if it's lying. on the internet, it's got to be true. It's been lying to me a lot lately. Uh, the internet has. But I thought it was a pretty cool thing that I'd like to try to show the kids. But, but I don't know. I don't think... Hopefully my kids ain't got a problem with hate. I, mean, I hope they don't hate nobody. Oh, don't let them hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take you to your babysitter. His name's Mike today. Okay, let me rephrase. I hope they don't hate people for no reason. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met me? 
The other day, some woman about ran me over with her shopping cart. I thought about shooting her oxygen tank and killing all of us. Uh, Mike, I don't know, man. It, it's one thing to fuck other people up, but don't fuck up your own shit, man. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Price of doing business. Fuck it. Hey, everybody, yeah, everybody's going to feel my pain. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch just come bar- barrel rolling in and I run over my foot. I said, dirty whore. <laughs> she's like, excuse me, as she's going 20 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. You dirty whore. Maybe all this stuff coming back, though, has something to do with our generation getting older. Yeah. Maybe. You know. Guys, I'm cool with ending it with 35, 33 minutes. No, I, y'all are. It might be the shortest one we ever done. I think uh, like episode four or five is, is about that long. But it'll give us some content anyway. Thanks for listening if you listen. Uh, check us out. Try not to get sued. That's all of our shit. Try not to get sued at Gmail. Uh, thanks for listening if you listen.